0: How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Cold Progression Podcast, brought to you by Rocks, where rock and metal thrives. Happy Thursday, everybody. Today is January 28th. Yeah, we're getting to the end of January. Holy moly. And this week, my lord, we have one hell of an episode for you. So again, thank you to Brian from MBK Music Group and MBK Apparel, where getting us connected with these bands has been fantastic. And we have a band out of Seattle where this one is a very interesting episode where we go in deep with MTR project going deep with Martin Thomas Reed alongside his EP, which details everything that he went through going through life and getting from living on the streets and addicted to heroin to where he is today. We also talk with Dave Reese, the bassist from the band as well. And not only to talk about the music, also talk about what it's like to be up on stage and just having to go with the flow and how sometimes being able to adjust and work on the fly with mistakes and being able to adjust to them right has potentially be even better than making a perfect show and also talk about saving our stages as well so we go in deep with a lot of this stuff plus one thing you have to say is there are times during the podcast where they do do some freeze frames because of wi-fi connective issues but trust me when i say that sometimes when you're shooting live and you're on the stage live and you gotta adjust on the fly well we do just that so be sure and be ready for that so Are you guys ready? So please welcome MTR Project out of Seattle. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the chord progression podcast. You all guys always know that I say, "Hey, I've got another special episode for you today." And well, it's true. I always do. So yeah, special episode time! Woohoo! So coming all the way from Seattle, Washington, all the way on the West Coast of the United States, which is way far away from me over here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But, hey, you know, that's the great thing about this kind of podcast. I get to see music and bring you guys music from all around the country and all around the world. So please welcome Martin and Dave from the MTR Project. So, guys, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hey, great to be here. Thank you. Thank
1: you guys for having us
0: thanks for being on guys how's everything going over in Seattle during this day and age of the wackiness that is well end of 2020 beginning of 2021
2: that's pretty good it, we we had a rehearsal last night so we got to jam for about four hours uh, we're right in the second half of our upcoming album so uh we had a great night
3: yeah.
2: about you Martin. Martin's voice is still good, so that's good. <laughs> Yeah. I was actually just saying that
1: to him a minute ago. I was like, man, I'm ready to go again. And I was kind of wondering how it would be, uh, not really having a, having the opportunity to get together and rehearse as much as we like to.
0: Uh, but yeah, I'm ready to go again. So. <laughs> man, already ready to go again. Then you must be taking great care of your voice at that point too, just to make sure that it is ready to go at any given moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, and, and it's a constant progression too. is uh, you know, I, I quit smoking that damn bait thing that I was doing for years, right? And so that's kind of opened up my vocals again yeah. quite a bit, seems like.
0: That is a good thing because I know a, I know a bunch of people, I have even a bunch of friends of mine as well, that are constantly doing some, t- doing some kind of sort of smoking, of whether it's smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, whatever it might be. And it's like over time, you can just kind of start hearing a little bit more of the scratchiness and roughness <laughs> in their vocal cords and, it's yep. if they if none of them are any kind of singers or anything, but if they were, I could definitely see that being something that would be a hindrance on them going forward. Absolutely. Can't work
2: for everyone like it did David Lee Roth.
3: Oh god.
0: <laughs> I'll say, but take but take a look at David Lee Roth physically from like when uh 1984 came out till now. I mean the transition, yeah. it literally looks like it's a, in my opinion, it's like somewhat like the skin just like completely like wrinkled on him and then someone like pulled it back real tight. Yeah. Oh, darn it. I think we got the uh, connection to come out again. Come out again. Uh-oh, Spadudios. Let's see if we can get it back real quick. Otherwise, we might to... we'll see what happens. Give it, like, another 30 seconds. I just see Dave's smiling face just going nuts. Oh, darn it. It
2: never does this. It's All right. our
1: new connection. We apologize.
0: It's okay. You guys aren't the only ones I've, ever... I've had connection problems with. Usually during that, like, 20, 25 seconds, I'm usually just doing something ridiculous. <laughs> i was basically commenting the whole time on if you guys are watching the youtube video of this taking a look at dave's face because it was just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> i got my it guy on it we got it now all right he sounds good but yeah but like i was saying like again like yeah take a look at david lee roth from like uh but 1984 came out take a walk, like watch the video for jump versus watching him when he had was on the Joe podcast i think two years ago or nah. just any video of him recently it is just the complete difference in physical appearance and of course that comes with age but also all the other stuff that comes along that he did and i'll decide oh yeah
2: yeah he took a flamethrower to it for sure <laughs> <out> about it. <laughs> that
0: that is definitely one way to put it so as we really jump into this podcast i want you guys to introduce yourselves to the audience in the classic way that i ask everyone to introduce themselves so the two first two questions of this are easy. The second two, the last two, or I say not last two, last one is the hardest one, but it's always my favorite. So all I want right. you guys to introduce yourself with the easy parts, what your name is and what you do in the band. However, the third part is the one that's going to throw you guys off. I want to know, we're going to go all like intro to high school, intro to college, welcome week kind of stuff. I want to know a little fun fact about yourself. However, I always like to know like these wacky stories, these wacky facts, whatever it might be. Uh, one of the previous episodes I had, someone brought that they pl- like were like a good recorder player at one point. And now in their Deathcore band, they're gonna include and like that some never kind goes of goes away. Once you play the recorder, I, that's good for life. Yes. I know I think I even got like a even got a picture from the band a couple days ago where they just like, hey, guess what actually showed up at the at our at our uh, little studio? I'm like, well, what is it? They take a picture. They literally ordered a recorder during the interview and <laughs> then sent me a picture a couple days later that they actually got I'm just like yes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. so i'll let you guys take it away whichever one you want to start
1: yeah martin reed uh i'm the vocalist and rhythm and uh i play some uh some of the more simple lead guitar work on the on the album
2: and I, i'm dave reese i'm the bass player and that's what i do i just play bass i, I drive martin around a lot too i'm his chauffeur <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, yeah. then, Martin, you can definitely say you're living more of that rock star lifestyle you've got your own chauffeur driving your own- <laughs> <laughs> It's an Escalade, too. He, he does all right. Oh. Heated seats, man. say, it's probably better than me having to drive my own stuff around in an old 06 Subaru Legacy. I do have the heated seats, though, so it is very nice. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. Subaru's good for Milwaukee. I mean, it, it it is, even though my I probably got like maybe like six, seven inches lift off the ground. Like it is super duper low to the ground. I'm not kidding you, but a four wheel drive when it's snowing outside. I'm still seeing people stuck, and it's me just like sliding around corners. Just like Woo-hee!
3: that's
0: what I'm talking about. That's winning right there. Oh, oh God, yeah. I still remember God. This had to be ten years ago at this point. Where, but I was I would I just started driving at this point. But we got maybe twenty four to thirty six inches of snow dumped on us overnight. It was the one of the biggest snowstorms I've ever seen. And over the course of the day, people were just trying to like clear out the walks and clear out their driveways of snow. So me, my brother, and my dad, we were all trying to do our my parents' house because we were both in high school at that time. And there were some people that were trying to drive and take people places, and like these big super duty trucks, and they were getting stuck right in the middle of our intersection. We're just and they're like asking us for help, we're like, well. We gotta finish this up here first. Why don't you help us? Why are you driving in this right now? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of our neighbors. Dave a
1: really fun snow story, but
2: we'll keep that off the air. Uh, we've we've started the band about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, and uh, and the things I've learned from Martin definitely could go in a book. Yes, yeah, he's got stories galore. It would
3: seem.
2: <laughs> I'll say because when um. When I was told about
0: you guys from Brian from MVK Music and he was telling me that you had this huge backstory regarding what you went through over the past couple of years that really led into the release of the MTR Project EP and all the stories that were behind that as well. I really want to try and know more about that because when I was listening to the EP, one thing I always like to do and listen to music, especially more in a rock and metal sense, is hear... How the instrumentals are formed because they really speak to the emotion that these experiences really bring out to it. A lot of people listen to music because it gives this tangible explanation to an experience or an emotion that is incredibly hard to actually tell or process. So there are a lot of people, I'll use a great example of this when Falling in Reverse release popular monster, there were so many people that did I lose you guys again? Yeah, I think I lost them again. Oh well, should I should I just like Dance on screen like dee dee dee, dee, dee 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 Darn it. Alrighty, we'll see if we can get him back. Otherwise, we might have to just do a little bit of our redo on something like this. We'll see what happens otherwise. Did I get you guys back? Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Alrighty, because like what I was saying was, like again, with the music, how it gives an, a tangible explanation to an emotion or a feeling that's intangible a good example that was popular monster by falling reverse where a lot of people were talking about how it felt to really go through something where they felt like every kind of was kind of against them and it was just kind of a depression taking over and t- everyone telling them oh you'll get past this you'll get past this it's just a stage it's just a phase and just trying to go through that it really spoke to them so i would like to kind of know some of the backstory so that when i listen to the music i tried to find out as much as i could but really listening to music trying to pick up on certain things listen to the lyrics really understand what the music was telling me and like tell me about the experience that you went through the lead up to the MTR project and the lead up into the EP.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the experiences are all kind of laid out, uh, 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 in, in the, we, we made a video, uh, for footsteps of the painted one. And I, 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 tried to kind of, you know, uh, represent a day of like, you know, what it was like for me to, you know, wake up every day out there and, you know, have to, Go out and grind. I was a I was a street performer. I was uh, addicted to heroin pretty heavily for for about ten years on the streets of Tacoma and Seattle, and uh, yeah, it was uh it was like I, I played my music and my music was what would fuel my habit and my habit. Feel, it was like a, it was a real real toxic relationship that developed, and uh, and then uh, I became. I got a, I got an opportunity to get clean and sober uh, uh, a man by the name of Chris Cote uh, uh, decided that uh, he would invest quite a bit of money into getting me into a, a good a good uh, uh, clean and sober house and uh, 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 I did a three-month you know intensive inpatient and uh, uh, then I did a, a, a three-month you know like graduation house type deal right you know, and uh, that was really cool. It was, it was the first time that I'd seen any kind of light in my life besides, uh, you know, the, the impending doom of uh, addiction that, that I was at the lowest tier of addiction. It took everything from me. Uh, Physical, you know, physical appearance was starting to dwindle. And, and uh, so I started losing that. And I, I, once I got clean, i I started writing it you know i just started writing it all down and uh started playing to because i I did a lot of covers like that's what i would play is mostly covers i would i would come up with these really cool riffs that i liked while i was out there but i would never have any pen or paper or any way to record anything Mm -hmm. so all these songs were always changing but the melodies would be similar right and so finally i was you know in this place where i was like well i've got all these songs that. I I was kind of messing with out there and and I started uh, putting them down on paper and they started coming to life right and my and that's when the real healing started and uh, so I started getting my band together and and uh, I I formed it, it there was a, a a different it went by a different name and a different lineup the project that you guys are hearing. Uh, besides one song, Opposing Voices, was purely MTR project. We all came together and, and that's what is gonna be more with what you guys are gonna be hearing from from uh, uh, us as we move forward is that kind of a style. Because everything, uh, all, all the other songs besides uh, uh, the only real piece is death, which is actually just uh, uh, instrumentally uh, Andy Beach. That's his song. The guitar player, our guitarist. Our guitar player, that's right. And, and he's oh, amazing. But the rest of them were uh, 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 written about that. And then we came together with a, uh, with a need to do more. We were like, crap, we need one
2: more song. And uh, that's where Opposing Voices came from. But Martin brought all these songs to the project. I'd heard him play with another band that I, he played several of those songs. And so we, we kind of tried to take it back to what his, his busking experience was in the streets and ha- how he was arranging things in his vocal Arrangements and tried to play off of that emotion in the songs. But they were all, Martin brought all those in, and it was just him strumming acoustic guitar and singing, and we built the rest around it. Totally understandable. And when listening to
0: the EP as well, going through all six songs that are on there, even including with the only real piece is Death being that more instrumental transition piece in song number five on the six song EP. One thing I do have to applaud, guys, in terms of when I was listening to it was just the way everything was ordered in terms of the song list from one to six, because it was very similar to for everyone that is listening to the podcast and knows the kind of music that I like. It was very similar to listening to the style, of like the Ghost Inside's uh, self Hell album, which was in 2020, where they had gone through that horrible bus crash. And what they ended up doing was they ended up taking from the moment that bus crash happened from the first song. And they basically detailed in song every step of the way what they went through in terms of trying to get through the emotion of that, trying to heal and recover and then kind of um, remake, start making more music, get back together, figure it out, get back to play live. And then the final song being the culmination of all of that. It was very similar here with your EP as well, because it it felt like it started out at that point of, you know, being a to heroin, being on the streets to the point where all of a sudden, once you get to I'm Ready, it felt like you created more of this upbeat feel, a little bit more prominent style of a drumming feel. So it was a little bit more, it kind of had this lighter flair to it, and it kind of felt like there was like a true happiness, a true return. Did I, Did we lose him again? Man, I keep losing these guys every couple of minutes. This is not the best thing in the world. Uh-oh, Spadudios. Let's see if I can get him back real quick. Might be something on my end. I hope not. Let's see, might have to cancel that out.
2: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: You were you were just saying a little
1: bit more prominent style of a drum beat.
0: Yeah, and what ends up feeling like, it feels like there's like a real like emergence from the darkness here with that more prominent out drum beat, a real feel of happiness coming through there. So when it comes from the top to the bottom, really going through that journey through the playlist of the song or the EP, that was something that I really did enjoy because again, it really went through each of those pieces. However, I one am. other thing that I really do want to ask is, as you guys were saying, this really came from, Martin, from what you were writing primarily before everyone got together and really kind of picking up the pieces of what you were writing during that time, kind of instead of just, rec- like you said, you didn't have any way to record them. So you had them all written down on paper and little things would change. One thing that I really got from a bass in that style that you were playing with was a real like 90s grunge feel, just the way the darkness of the, of the sound felt. So of course, my question is, was that something that you were influenced by, especially, of course, being from Seattle, being really no- noticeable in that 90s grunge scene?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, people, when when uh, uh, Chris Cornell was still uh, with us, they would search search for me thinking that I was him, like when I was playing downtown.
2: Martin be singing on the streets and people would think it was Chris Cornell and they'd come come from blocks away. And then would be
1: shocked when they'd see me because I'm only five, six, man. I'm a <laughs> little guy. So, I mean, I, I, and it was because that was the stuff I liked to sing. I just, I really, it was, when I was out there singing, I am the highway, I was singing to people saying, whatever you guys think I am, I'm bigger than that. And you guys see me as this little doormat right now. And there's a lot of people treated me that way. You now that's human nature. I don't hold that against people. It just sucks is <laughs> the way it was right
2: and I, I was playing around Seattle in the 80s and 90s so that was my scene I, I played my first band ever was Malfunction uh, Andy Wood was the lead singer I played bass and uh, <clears throat> I eventually left that band and gave Andy my bass and uh, so I did the world a little favor there but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was all you know I practiced next to Alice and Chains and Soundgarden and back in the old days so that was kind of the sound where I grew up that was that was
0: my style so i guess it really does fit between the two guys where you have martin was more of this just like connection there with the voice and a little yeah. bit more of that emotional feel to it that really fit better within that grunge setting especially when you're listening to guys like chris cornell and then with you dave where it's just you basically had that background playing and that it's kind of the mar- the marriage of what's new and what was prominent at the height of the whole entire scene you, you hit it down. on
2: the head that's exactly when we didn't know what it was going to sound like when we got together but mm-hmm. right off the bat it had that sound and uh yeah we, we were like where, where did that come from yeah and uh yeah it's, and even the new stuff we're writing still has that vibe
0: to it well yeah. honestly in my opinion that's got to be the best way to go about it due to the fact that you guys weren't trying to force a certain style down each other's throats or force a certain style into your music. You were just going to let it happen naturally. And of course, coming from a music fan's perspective, when we hear something that feels like it's forced, we're going to easily be able to tell. When, right. you, when you hear something that feels a lot more natural, it feels a lot more smooth in terms of just transition from one section to the other, or from one piece to the other, we're going to be, be able to tell that. We're going to be able to tell that this came naturally, that this wasn't forced and I totally have to agree with you that this is like kind of like the perfect fitting between the two of you guys because nothing really felt forced on this EP.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, our our drummer uh, played with a guy that's pretty famous around here named Sean Smith and Andy Wood's brother, uh, Kevin Wood. He was in a band called All Hail the Crown. And they kind of had more of a metal grunge sound. Mm -hmm. And then our guitar player, Andy Beach, uh, he was the guy that built all Prince's guitars. He's a great luthier. He owns the Haytree Guitars, but he was uh, Zach Wild's uh, guitar tech for several tours. So he comes from that. He's more of a metal guy, has the 80s and 90s metal down. And so that was kind of an interesting mix in with with Martin and I. mm
3: mm-hmm.
2: But when you kind of let that mix just naturally settle in, I mean,
0: you're he's like especially for someone like Andy, he's gonna end up picking up on some more of those grunge tendencies that you guys have. However, you're gonna end up picking up on some slighter those more like '80s metal tendencies that he has. And what's gonna end up happening is that's gonna end up giving you that unique sound that you guys are gonna having at your core. Because then you're not gonna end up sounding like, oh, this band sounds like another Soundgarden or another Nirvana or sounds like another. You know what, whatever whatever else he was working on with Zach Wilde, who knows, but whatever else was coming up in those bands that he was really working with along that time as well. So it's very possible for something like that to happen, but if you let that naturally happen, of course, you guys are gonna have different styles. However, those different styles can bring up little salties within your music that make them more unique because you might be working in something that's specifically just purely sounds grunge, however. There's a little tweak here that someone like Andy would end up making for a little transition that's a little bit more in that 80s style, which of course on paper would seem like, "Oh, this doesn't make any sense." <laughs> then you hear it and you're just like, "Okay, we got to include this." Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think one of our favorite things is to hear what when people tell us what we, who we sound like. Yeah. Cuz we get this huge range of people that they think a lot of people are. Well, the last one we got was Soundgarden, mixed between Soundgarden and Black Label Society. And that was even before they knew the, the Zach Wild connection.
3: Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sometimes it's my, uh, a lot of my friends think we sound Alice in the Allison Chain with a Van Halen guitar. Uh, I've heard all kinds of things of what we sound like. No one said the Partridge family yet, but other than that. that's because
0: they don't know. Oh, shit, Do we lose him again? Yeah, I think we lost him again. This is I apologize to you guys. It's just the internet connection. I'm not sure exactly what's going on on this end. I know we've had this happen once before. Joey with Outlier, that's why we had to restart that one point. We'll see what we can get him back. We'll see however... Man, if I had ads, this would be the perfect time to put him in. (laughs) There we are.
3: There we are.
0: Yeah. Are you guys back? (laughs) Okay, I mean, hopefully it doesn't cut out again, but... I don't have any, like, rabbit's foot to, like, wish upon to make that. Right.
2: right now. Neither, I keep waving mine. It's not working.
0: <laughs> I don't. Darn it. But as but as you were saying, because you guys are talking about, like, how different people are always saying, like, oh, you sound like this, you sound like this, you sound like this, but no one said the Partridge family. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm not necessarily sure you want to sound like the Partridge family in this game I'm really not sure if there's so- Well, they did have the wrecking crew backing them up, so Joe Osborne was a good bass player. I'll take that. But, yeah, he's not – He's kind of David Cassidy. Yeah.
3: A little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'll say
0: I'll
2: say just a little
0: bit, but then I'm pretty sure if you started telling like the Partridge family, I'm pretty sure that you go, end up playing a live show once live shows come back, hopefully this year. But, but you'd end up having old people like only over the age of sixty at your shows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least they have money to buy us beer then. <laughs> Not Martin, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, I mean
0: that's never a bad way to look at it. I guess. <laughs> I'll will say, but once we get back to the live shows as well, I mean, it's gonna be those overpriced beers again, and like the first one you buy is gonna taste so good. Then oh, you're gonna buy that I, second I, one. I can't
2: wait to sit on a bar stool and watch bands, live music. I literally, I, I'm I'm itching to get back to that. Yeah, me too. You you like mm. you like they say, you don't how much know how much you miss and what you had until it's completely gone, and we're missing it.
0: Yeah, I've, I've spoken about this a number of times in the podcast as well, where from my perspective, I'm missing it entirely because I think last year I had to go to about – or I should, not last year, I mean 2020 – last year's 2020. 2019, I keep thinking it's still 2020. Right. But like in 2019 <laughs> – Let that go. Let that go. I know. I think I went to something like 40, 42 shows or something like that, and it was just it was a it was just a blast going – it was it felt like every weekend I was going to see a show at, here in Milwaukee. I was either going down to Chicago, and it was, it was a blast – Sure, my body got beat the hell up from it because I'm always going to see like punk rock shows or metalcore shows just having a blast. And once I see a mosh pit form, let me tell you, there is no way in hell you're gonna keep me away from it. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's been it's been almost a year, it's been almost a year since like my last like really like full-on show that I saw and I don't know what I mean by full-on show, like you know, act like full-on like music venue concert, all kind of thing, over a thousand people. And that was for right. Ward Alive, Escape the Fate and Falling in Reverse. And that one I almost broke my nose during. I haven't had anything, I haven't had like a show that big or that crazy of a pit since. And I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm all healed up now. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Where the hell is this? Yeah, we, we miss it a lot. We had one show uh, together. And then then this, I uh, we had got a nice buzz around Seattle after our show. And I had booked about eight really good stages to play over the summer. And just to watch all those gigs disappear was was heartbreaking, and uh, and what we do best is play live, so it's killing us. But that that's how our record got done. We couldn't do anything else, so we said, let's go into the studio and and get something done, and so at least we got something out of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that end up having that same
0: mentality as you as well, where, yeah, you can't play live right now. You, so what are you going to do? And to continue to keep ma- chur- keep churning the wheels, keep making sure that you're going to end up saying relevant once this whole entire thing ends and once live music comes back, everyone's making music because
3: what are they
0: supposed to do now? I mean, there's yeah. plenty of people doing other things, but almost every single band, especially during the time when uh, pandemic started till now has had to have at least come up with I would say at least three songs at this point. That's a real low bar right there. Yeah. right.
2: Yeah. Well, Martin's got more creative. He's got a ton of time. So he's been coming up with ideas. And then uh, Andy Beecher guitar player came up with a bunch last night that we're, uh, we're kind of melding together into MTR project. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting. We had, we, we got six new songs down last night. So, uh, that was a huge night. We yeah. we've been missing each other for sure. The music just was flowing. And when the music is flowing, just do not stop it, man. Yeah. I mean, just
0: keep rolling with it because that's when the magic really happens. Because if you're gonna try and pick it up at a different point, your mindset's gonna be completely different. You might not necessarily be as like zoned in on exactly what feeling you're trying to uh, capture, what emotion oh. you're trying to articulate with, and then it could get completely lost. So if you're really focused on something, it's kind of like if you're working on what if you're working on a major project and all of a sudden it's like okay you know maybe i should go to bed no give me one more hour cuz i need to be stuck i'm focusing on this i am not losing this time no 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 stay focused on it if you got to sleep an extra hour the next day if you lose an hour of sleep hey eh, you know maybe drink some coffee or something or if you're yeah. like me just wake up and just say ah, shit here we go again yeah
1: yeah, and I think we went till almost midnight. I and mean, we started at about eight. So
2: yeah, yeah we had a good four-hour session. And uh, I, I worked for the Seattle Seahawks. I produced their TV shows, so it was a long day of uh, programming. Uh, not great stuff after their loss to the Rams. But I was pretty burned out, and I showed up, and these guys were fired up, ready to go, and I just jumped in. I, had, I, I was still, I was the one going, "Let's keep playing." I just got here, it seems like, and they're like, "Well, it's been yeah. four hours." <laughs> So, yeah, it was a spectacular night. I'll say and then just the fact that those guys had to be continually
0: playing and just really working on something, you could feel that energy, Dave, especially after having to do all those all the production stuff for the Seahawks that had to give you a lot of energy going forward. Like, that's just basically getting a second wind at that point. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and there's another break in the station. I feel like if I could do ads right now, this would be the perfect time to do them. Just like this episode is brought to you by myself. And MSOTD rocks. Yeah. Okay, I think I totally got an idea. There he is. All right, do I? I swear, like every it's like it's like a fifteen second break in between. I'm just doing like these little like mini what would be ad reads if I had full advertisement. <laughs> so I'm just doing like my <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just plugging my stuff and also plugging like just random stuff as well. Like sponsoring the podcast today is like Pete's lampshades. You
3: need to share your <laughs> <heartless> lampshades. <Yeah. laughs>
0: you got Pete's as a sponsor. That's fantastic. I, I, I don't even know if they're a thing. I just came up with them on the spot. If they are, then yeah. hey, <laughs> you're a <laughs> <press press. laughs> But really, but I was going to say, because what Dave, like you had mentioned earlier, talking about live shows, you guys have played once before the whole pandemic hit, and you really generated a lot of buzz around Seattle during that time. Now with live shows completely gone and that slate completely wiped clean for you guys, one major question I have to ask you is this. Since that time, how have you helped maintain the buzz around the M- uh, MTR project since the pandemic started due to the fact that, yeah, everyone's lost live shows, but everyone's trying to fight to make sure that they not only stay relevant, like come the time live music returns. So that right. I know you guys are working on a new album. You've got the EP out, which is fantastic. However, what have you been continuing to do from that moment when everything got shut down until now to make sure that MTR project stays relevant?
1: man just keep push 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 uh i'm probably talk i'd probably talk to maybe uh uh you know and 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 for a while i started i started realizing that the only way i was going to get this music out there is if i tell people about it right and that goes for and 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 i realized that that uh uh that could go for anybody because this is I, i i haven't really met anybody that says they don't they think music sucks or whatever. Some people might say that it's not their style, but you know. So I'm just always trying to figure out which people it is their style. You know. So I send it to like maybe a hundred people
2: a day in Messenger. <laughs> yeah, Martin's marketing us be a messenger every day. Yeah, it's it's you know we watch Spotify followers go up and we're like, how is this happening with nothing going on? And then it's all Martin. <laughs> he's, he's he talks to everybody.
1: I I'm, I try not to look at their credentials because sometimes they scare me. I'm <laughs> like some <laughs> bitch, I, should I be sending it to this guy? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to. I mean, there is no real rhyme or reason. Nobody really has ah uh, 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 the right way to do it right now. But uh, I'll tell you what, the best way to do it is what you're doing for us right now. This is honestly. The best way to help uh, a band stay relevant is uh, uh, what you do for us. And you give us a platform and an opportunity to make a face-to-face connection with our fans. So this is by far uh, the most most helpful.
0: Well, thank you very much. And one thing I do have to also add to that is when you're talking about going on like Facebook messenger and basically guerrilla marketing your, your album or your music by just, okay, blasting it at people. I totally can understand that as well. And even from my standpoint, I've actually gotten a couple of bands on the podcast that way, because I just looked on Facebook and have randomly been friends with members of different bands. And I thought at points, huh, what happens if I just message them just to tell them what I do and just see what happens. And that's how I ended up getting for my like 101st episode. That's how I ended up with Awake at Last on the podcast. That's how I ended up with Modern Day Escape on the podcast. I even looked at some of the other ones. I'm like, I could definitely try some of these things just to see what happens. And, right. and one thing I've always thought about is the best thing they can say if you ask them like, hey, can you want to check? Can you check out some of our music? Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? The best thing they can say is yes. The right. second best thing they can say is no, because then you know the answer and you can go to the next one. You're not going go to have to continually fight with it. It's just like, okay, do you want to be on the podcast? No, I really don't want to. Okay, go to the next one. It's like, hey, you want to check out some of these music? Ah, uh, no thanks. Okay, go to the next one. It just keeps going and just continually to not think of it as a form of rejection, but as just a, okay, next one, next one, next one. Just kind of like a weird checklist thing in a way. Well, it's right. kind of
2: nice that you you uh, actually study the music listen to it come with an opinion come with yeah. analysis to it a critique that is yours uniquely but it's so informed i mean uh, i'm loving everything you're saying about our music uh you're hitting things right on so yeah everyone should be on your podcast yeah man
1: I've, i agree you know I, i've been and i'm not just saying this uh uh you know that's what he does for a living man he's a he's a he's got Emmy awards on his banister, two of them you know he's a producer for award winning sports broadcasts and so when he says that you're a good podcast broadcaster you're darn good man and we appreciate it like yeah, i mean big it, time it, for for uh like I, I i keep getting hair in my mask. Yummy. but uh, <laughs> it makes it makes it uh it makes it real man it doesn't it it, right here uh for 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 the fans uh for the bands that are turning down podcasts i get it 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 feels uncomfortable at first you guys uh you gotta get you know break the ice and realize we're just you know having conversation but uh you know it's gonna definitely help help uh keep you relevant man and and it's fun
2: yeah then this is what we have in 2021 right now yeah and it's something that i i've never done before but we're we're in yeah i mean this is great i'm not ta- getting to talk to people all over the country uh i'm hearing more things that martin says that i didn't know about you know it's
0: and it looks like we might have lost them again so yeah pete's lampshades everybody <laughs> Oh, dear God. We I mean, keep going with the Pete's Lampshade stuff. But, um, yeah, quickly, just a little other little promo thing. Uh, check out the YouTube channel as well, the other videos as well, because we've also got uh, the Kevin Figures Out series. That's a great series. I'll listen, looked at for bands that I really don't know that much about. You can kind of tell if I uh, got hit on the ro- You guys there? Ever- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because if it was frozen, I did a little quick promo for the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just trying to fit that right in there. It's kind of funny, but... Well, What I was first thing, what you guys are saying about the podcast. First off, thank you very much, and second off, yeah, because one <laughs> thing I always do is like because I've got I've got a bunch uh, for recording dates. I've got a bunch from the t- time I'm recording with you till the following week. I got like five or six I have to do. One thing I always do is. I try and go through a little bit of the background, a little bit of the like information about the band, but then I always want to go through the music and really go in depth with at least one song or like with what I did with the uh, MTR project with you guys was try and go through the whole EP as well, just because if I'm gonna have you guys in the podcast and I want to have it be more of a conversation about your music and just see what happens, I don't want to come in here with someone else's opinions. I don't want to come in here without knowing what your music sounds like. I want to actually know what it sounds like so that when we're talking about it, and when we're really bringing it back to you guys, I can exactly tell you what's going on. And that's what really is the best part about this. And shit, did I lose him again? Alrighty, well, back to um, weird promo time. Wait, did I get you guys again? Yes, you did. Okay. He just went
1: to do a little little, uh, a check on the... We're run, running on a, a household Wi-Fi right now, so sorry about that. Oh, it's
0: it, it's it's okay. Honestly, though, even though it's kind of like there's been some cutouts here and there. One thing we'll say about this one is it makes this episode even more realistic. It makes it <laughs> really, really real because how many how many stories have we heard about people like all of a sudden you're on Zoom calls and it's just like
2: eh, 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 eh. It <laughs> every time.
0: Yeah, it it, happen- <laughs> it happens and. Plus, it kind of also keeps me on my toes as well because I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? All right, you know, I got to do some weird little promo thing for, like, cover up a little, like, 15 seconds.
2: <laughs> but where are always
0: going? Yeah, that, that's – when you came back on and were
1: saying that that's what you were doing, I, just more kudos to you yeah. on your <laughs> <know> professionalism,
0: <laughs> man. <laughs> But going back where I was saying, kind of like really going through the music, it's if I'm going to be talking about your music with you, I want to come with my opinions and want to come with my thoughts on it and really listen to it. There have been times where I've had bands in the podcast where they've sent me their music. There's one specifically, a band from Italy. They're more of an alternative rock band, and that's not really my style. And I honestly told them, like, here's what I think about your music. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of it. However, every time I said that in a certain context, I always give a more context behind myself so you can see. This was something that was coming from where my mindset lies where my tastes lie, but I never was going to try and like completely like put them down on their music because there's going to be people that are going to like that kind of music. However, right. I found another song from theirs that I did like, and I want to talk about that one as well. They came out with one at the end of 2020 and they sent it to me to see what I thought about it. Cause they knew I wasn't going to sugarcoat anything and I didn't. Yeah. And again, it was like, there's certain things I didn't like. However, I told them all the reasons why and where my mind was going with it. It's like, I thought this could have been done. But then again, remember, I love metalcore, punk rock, hard rock. So I'm more accustomed to something like that. But it's, I'm going to take time and really dive deep into this stuff because I'll put it this way. You guys made the music. You guys are trying to tell us something. I you're trying to tell us a story. You're trying to show us a feeling or show us an emotion. So if we're, why just look at that at, at like the surface level? Why not go deeper into it? Right. Yeah that's that's a good point man
2: yeah well i you know I, i've been arguing about music my whole life with people so it's like now that it's my music it doesn't feel like uh you know a bad thing to discussing what you like what you don't like what it meant to you uh what it means to us mm. i i think that's part of the natural process of art is it means something different to everybody and sometimes meaning something different means you might not like it I, I don't necessarily take offense to that by any
0: means. <laughs> no, and it's just, it's just the way that the world is today, especially on social media, where it seems like if you don't like something that some people like, it's just everyone's going to take it personal and kind of just come after you about it. Because I still remember this was 2019. I did my year-end awards. just like, because I always do, okay, what albums are the best, what songs are the best, what albums surprised me the most. But then I always do some negative ones too, because if there's going to be good stuff in music, I've got to talk about the bad as well. And I end up, my least favorite album from 2019 was Neo Theater by AJR. I could not stand it. However, when I put it up there as my album of the year choice, there were a lot of AJR fans that were going into the comments on Instagram, just as just trying to like attack me, saying that I didn't know anything, what I was talking about, I didn't understand their music, and like I was completely wrong. I just so I just simply asked them, why do you like their music? I said I'm not gonna get on you. I just want to know why you really like the music and why you connect with it. i still have some of these instagram dm messages that are like if i printed them out on paper they'd be seven pages long
1: like i love that
0: and the best part and the best part about it was it wasn't them being me at all they were they just wanted to explain what they they thought about the band why they loved it they're explaining their position and after i read them i just said i messaged back thank you guys for letting me know this and while it doesn't change my opinion on the album. This should not change – my take should not change your opinion on the band as well because you connect them in a certain way. You really feel like yourself when you listen to their music. So by by all means, please listen to their music. Please continue listen to their music. That's all I wanted to know, especially when you guys are, like, saying I'm wrong. Like, okay, why do you think that? I don't need to have you say, oh, you're wrong because you're wrong. No, actually, right. tell me why so we can connect in a different way instead of just, oh, that person like the same music that I do. No, I mm-hmm. want to know why you like the music that you do because why I like the music I do it's probably going to be for the same reasons. It's just we
2: connect with different sounds. That's it. Exactly right. And and that's what art is. I mean, it's in the eye of the beholder. So, yeah, I, I like discussing music and hearing things that I don't know about. I, I think that's a fun part of, uh, of being around, especially like we practice at a place with about 30 different bands, and it's fun to walk down the hallway and go, okay, here's a punk band, here's a grunge band, here's a metal band. And, mm-hmm. and going, God, that singer is great. Listen to that guitar player. Hey, this drummer. Last night, we had a drummer in the room next to us. It was killer. Yeah, he was. I didn't. I wanted to open the door and go, who the hell is this?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I, I, I love hearing other people's stuff. That's the fun thing about playing shows that uh, we don't, if we're on a bill with four bands, I don't know the other three bands to see, oh, let's see who's here to see them. Will they like us? you know with their fans i'll hear their music and go hey did their fans stick around and dig our show yeah uh, I, I think that's kind of the fun of it yeah,
3: yeah.
0: i'll say that's one of the major reasons why I be, like i got so into listening to ice nine kills because i wanted to go see a show this is november of 2019 let's go see a show here in milwaukee and the main reason i wanted to go see him was because like the torch was playing i want to go see howard jones and did i did they cut out again artists we got the lampshades that we've gone through the youtube channel yeah the kevin figures out series definitely again guys check that out uh again it's on the youtube channel you guys will find it i did one on diamante this year i've done one on spirit box this year uh paris thing you guys back yeah oh yeah Alrighty. so like i was saying like because you're talking about um being at live shows and just seeing all the other bands like you don't know exactly what kind of style they're playing and just seeing all the different fans that come in and see if those fans stick around for yours or if your fans stick around for theirs it was the same thing when I went I went to go see a show in 2019 in November. Light the Torch was one of the – was like the second band going on. I wanted to see Howard Jones perform. That was my main reason oh, for going. It, yeah, And I was like, okay, you know, I'll stick around for the headliner because I've heard one or two songs by them. And now that – the headliner I saw that night is now my second favorite band of all time in Ice Nine Kills. Like, I, I just lost it completely. I'm just like – and that's what and that's why i think a lot of people miss live music as well for a number of reasons and one is just the fact that discovery of music because there are certain bands that are on certain tours i'm just looking i'm like huh you know it'd be kind of cool to check them out i have no idea about them i'll go back even into 2020 i remember in february i bought a ticket because i was gonna go see hollywood undead here in milwaukee and hollywood is one of my favorite bands as well and I looked at who was opening for him. Like, it was them and Bad Wolves were supposed to be the two headliners. And then opening was Fire from the Gods and From Ashes to New. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know really any. I kind of know some Fire from the Gods. I don't really know From Ashes to New. It'd be nice to go see them play live just to see who they are. Yeah, I didn't get to go see them play live, but I definitely know who From Ashes to New are now, especially yeah. after what they did in 2020. I'm like, I, was, I could have known them. It's like, even if it wasn't for what happened in 2020, I still would have got to go see them live. and been like, oh, man, this is nuts.
2: Yeah. Well, that I, Fu Manchu was a band that had been around forever, and I didn't know hardly anything about them. And then I saw them, and I was like, wow, how do I not love these guys already? And then I went back, and they had a catalog of, at that time, like seven albums already. I'm like, this is just built in. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great I, I that. get that completely.
0: I'll say it's great that it happens soon. I want to see what you guys think about this as well because I'm always a huge proponent of this when it comes to live music is it's a real family setting and people right now are really missing that family. Hell, there are people that I go and would go and see shows with every single weekend here in Milwaukee. I have no idea what their names are. I have no idea really what most of their backstory is or who they are, really what their belief system is, anything about that. All I know is that they like the same music that I do and when it comes time and that music gets starts, and we're in the mosh pit together, all hell breaks loose and we have a great time And at the end of it, everyone's high five and hugging each other, giving each other handshakes and like, see you at the next one. I haven't seen him in
2: over a year. I miss these people. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. It's like, Hey, Hey dude. Hey dude. Hey dude. Yeah. <laughs> we miss that too. We mm-hmm. miss that a lot. especially just being around the other musicians. Yeah. Um, Cause that's half the fun is meeting everyone that you're on the show with and uh, the competition of who's going to be best or who's going to connect with the audience better than the other guy. And, that, that's kind of the fun of it, you know, like the, we'll be shoved in a room down in the basement of the bar with all our equipment, four bands all down there. Oh, yeah. Drinking our, our Bud Light. you know and and to it. load our stuff onto the stage. <laughs> and yeah. then that's some of the best conversations is so much. I'll end up talking to a bass player from another band and talking about rigs or whatever, and then it, who knows where it goes. And yeah, I've got, I've made friends that way. A lot of them same way. Hey, the, hey, guy. Hey, dude. But you know what? We're friends. absolutely. Yeah. That's how I met Martin. Uh, well, he, he he reached out on the uh, on Messenger to me through Facebook <laughs> and started talking to me. And uh, it was like one in the morning. I'm sitting on this couch right here. And I'm like, Who, who's this dude? And then uh, he started asking questions about malfunction and stuff that I'd done in the past and really honestly listening to the answers. And, uh, and so every night I started looking forward to, well, I hope Martin contacts me tonight. And then uh, he was playing in a different band, and so was I. And we started putting our two bands together at shows, and uh, and it was going really well. And uh, uh, then my drummer said, "Hey, uh, we need to get we need to play with Martin." And I'm like, "Yeah, give it give it a couple months. I'm gonna make it happen." And sure enough, that that's how it happened. So that's another you know that's part of the community thing again. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and my God, Martin, Facebook Messenger is your
0: bread and butter when it comes to people <laughs> <connecting> like <laughs> music. It is.
3: <laughs>
0: you figure out. I might take some more inspiration in this, because again, like I said, I've seen success from it as well for the podcast. I might just have to keep doing it just to see what else happens, because hell, you never know. But again, what the bit, The worst thing you can do is just not try it at all, because right. then the answer is a definite no, because they have no idea that you're even out there asking the question.
1: Well, it's like the modern day mailing service when you're, uh, you know, sending stuff out to the record label and R's and trying to get them to hear your stuff, you know, and, or, or, uh, uh, like that's how, that's how, uh, I, I, uh, became acquainted with Brian Paul and, uh, Attila Chaco was, uh, through messenger oh, was, uh, <laughs> from, from Maverick clothing company. Got to give a shout out to them.
2: Awesome clothes, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, messenger man. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Mar- Martin Messenger, that's your middle name now. <laughs> <laughs> the Messenger Man. <laughs> Get a t shirt with that or
0: something. Make some MTR merch that just has the Messenger Man on the back of it. <laughs> it, it might happen. It really might happen. <laughs> it, it, I could easily see that happening, too. I mean, tell Brian to make something like that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> or incorporate we'll that make sure to get you the shirt yes <laughs> we got one coming to milwaukee yes i, I will wear that on the podcast easily there's been a couple of times where bands have had i've either actually had stuff sent to me for bands or i've actually ordered stuff there's once i actually ordered a sweatshirt on the podcast that a band was on that was just ridiculous and it looks like we're back to the the pause in the promotion right now so um yeah, when, um, yeah, MVK Music Group will we'll per- plug in as well because they're the one helping out with this stuff. So, Brian, love you, man. Yeah, check out MVK Music Group and all the other good stuff they do. You guys back? Hey, hey, Looks- oh, I just, I was just doing a little plug for uh, Brian and MVK right there. Just cause I thought hey, I'd very nice. <laughs> but, but, uh martin as you got connected with brian with them in that way that's how i actually got i actually got connected with brian over facebook as well because i was again ra- this i'm randomly friends with a bunch of people on facebook i've never met before <laughs> Yeah, me too. however however he posted something it was like are there any uh people on here that do podcasts for rock musicians and i just thought you know what i'll just throw my hat into the ring and see what happens and i think from the mvk connection i think uh with mtr project i want to say your band number nine that
3: i've done with
0: With about like i gotta let me take all my little excel sheet right now with one two i've got i've got uh two still on the docket and i've got like two more still waiting i'm still waiting on well we're glad to be here i'll tell you that much Absolutely. Uh, and I'm glad to have you guys here as well with my professional voice now. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to hear your promo voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, my promo voice is basically just my normal voice, just me trying to talk a little bit quicker and then potentially throwing a joke in there. I I take all my promotional inspiration from listening to Bill Burr's podcast. I don't have any good jingles to come up with, like the me undies one, so if I did have some uh, advertising like that, I probably would try and come up with something like that instead of just read it straight off a script. Because who wants mm-hmm. me to read straight off a script? Like, let me just ad lib. I'll have some fun with it.
2: Yeah, oh, you're man. a communicator. That's what you do.
0: That, That's right. And that is the plan. And one or th- one thing I really do want to talk to you guys about is because you guys are talking about how again with the EP come up, but also working on this new album, which will be probably your debut. on because again, a EP then full album debut album. <sighs> yes.
3: Yeah. You know, fireworks <laughs> crowd going.
0: <sighs> all that <laughs> kind of stuff so what, i was gonna say when it comes to this album what are we going to be exactly somewhat expecting i mean not full-on like oh this is exactly what it's going to sound like you know give me a little bit but don't give me too much kind of like a little bit of a teaser right there
2: go ahead martin
0: tease him
1: sure uh <laughs> uh here let me grab my guitar dude that's the best way to do it hold on oh okay this yeah, is definitely how
2: about be- that
0: this is definitely going to be a first, then, and I am super excited for this.
1: Myself up
2: again.
3: I'll be your.
0: One actually play anything live on the podcast before. This is a first, and this is something I'm never gonna forget.
2: Holy <laughs> crap! And this, day, I love sitting next to Martin when he sings. It blows my mind every time. That was dangerous being in a small room with him. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I was just taking a look at them on the mix, just seeing like with the
0: vocals when he was singing. There was some points where all of a sudden just as big as you could possibly get it like there's gonna be no room for any space going there i'm just like yeah there's no way i'm gonna touch that piece of the of this like this is gonna stay on here just as raw as it is because people need to hear this in its entirety and hear it just as raw as possible to really understand the emotion that's trying to come out of that song especially just connecting with the lyrics that you're singing as well especially the ones that could easily make out
1: my god
0: that was awesome
1: thank you man that's going to be a, that's a, that's an Andy Beach riff. Uh, our guitar player brought that to us. And, uh, I connected immediately that I, he, he started singing or he started playing that. And, uh, I, I hit his fiance, Becky was there and she had her phone and, uh, uh, I said, oh man, just go ahead and push record and I have just started singing That what you heard there was identical to what I sang the first time there was no thinking involved with the writing of any of it it just poured out man it was really strange
0: then no but wonder why it just sounded just. So, <laughs> I was going to no, say no wonder why it just sounded so natural just coming from you just hearing it right then and there if that was the first thing you thought of like instru- or, not instrumentally vocally did I lose you guys again? alrighty well for everyone listening, if you just heard that, um, please make sure you go to Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is that you have for streaming services, and follow MTR Project. Again, the link will be in the description for the podcast for that, so you guys will be able to hear that right when it drops, whenever it does. So you're going to want to make sure you're following that. Again, just keeping the plug going. This time it was exactly for you guys, because after hearing music live, I mean, come on. How can I not plug your music right then and there and tell people I'm gonna have the links for all their music stuff, Spotify music, whatever I can find, in the description. Yeah. You guys can go follow it right then and there.
2: So yeah, we love that. So that's we we got about that was one of the six songs we were working on last night, and probably five of them will make the album, and and, yeah. and then uh, combined with the five with the six that we got on there now on the EP. Well, and, that one better so, make
0: the album. Yeah, yeah we that was were awesome. laughing
2: about we didn't think uh we didn't know which direction things were going, and then uh songs just started coming out just like that
1: and and there there's uh, I can't keep up with our our guitar player uh, in terms of how fast he's writing and bringing stuff to us Uh, I mean I've got I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of the same sounding stuff so it's not it's totally welcome I mean if 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 I had it my way you guys would get one long sounding album it would sound like one long continuous song (laughs) so the fact we got Andy writing for us too is just gonna it it ups the game big time it it made it so that uh i didn't have to put so much thought into it and i could actually just start feeling you know so that's what i hope translated out like i couldn't explain it you're asking now it's like i don't even know man because it's cool it's it's in a completely different direction than uh uh uh, the the best we could say is it's going to sound like a continuation of what we were doing with opposing
0: voices yeah Okay. That totally makes sense. And one other thing I have to ask about the song that you just played, Martin, is when it comes to the guitar, is that can be sung on an acoustic guitar like you sung it with, or is it going to be electric?
1: I'll play on the acoustic. Uh, uh, that's the acoustic guitar that Andy Beach made for me. Uh, 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 that's an MTR signature guitar. And he's going to be playing on a, a devil neck that he just built for the project. It's a 12 string, six string devil neck. Ooh. guitar. It's made of a single piece, man. See, uh, the, both necks
2: were single made piece of, a of wood. Single
1: piece of wood. It was the one of the it, one of the most impressive guitars I've ever seen in, in my life. It was the
2: first time before I was playing with him last night while he was playing this double neck. And it it's so, so nice. strange to hear that twelve string beautiful. And then he whips to the lead and it's like, Oh, there's Andy again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause he's got that bottom neck. Oh man, I'm telling you, it's uh
1: it's something and and uh so so when you got you know uh the the, the luthier of prince guitar the the guitars that uh, you know like the one that you, you saw prince take to the stage for the super bowl the the purple symbol guitar andy beach made that that yeah. was his craftsmanship
2: that was one of what 27 that he made for him 32 32 he made 32 guitars for prince
0: and he was the one that made the Super Bowl halftime show. Prince and yeah. guitar. Yeah.
3: Well, and he... so he
2: didn't even know that they were that Prince was going to play that, that that guitar, and so he was waiting for it. And sure enough, here Prince comes out with that one, and. I think it made a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, that made we'll, tonight. Nice. Well, put it
0: this way, Annie can hang his hat on the fact that he made the guitar that was played at the best Super Bowl halftime show of right, all time. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. I think that too. Yeah, my opinion. I, I've seen a bunch of lists. that just like they always have. They always have like something else ranked number one. I'm, i like Prince number right. two. I'm like no, 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 no. It's no. Top man. It's not even close. <laughs> no, because because I was trying to think when I was. Cause I'm trying to think that would have been 2005. So I'd have been 10 years old when that Super Bowl was played. And I still remember watching that halftime show. I'm like, this was the best halftime show that I'd seen up to that point. And it not, and it, again, I'm watching, watching halftime shows from people that my parents, my, my parents really listened to when they were younger. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm watching I'm like, this is good.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, it was great. Wasn't it? Oh Yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, I I uh I was lucky enough. We had Allison Chains play at a um the NFC Championship in Seattle, and at halftime, oh,
3: that's
2: uh, an awesome. You like this? That was the year we beat the Packers, and so uh the, the Packers dominated the first half, but uh, and Allison Chains said, "This is going to be the greatest comeback in Seahawks history," and the place went nuts. And sure enough, it happened. And I ran into uh, Jerry Cantrell after the game down on the field, and I was like, "Hey." Yeah, William predicted that comeback, and he said, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, that big roar, that was because he said the Seahawks were going to come back and win. He's like, oh, theres I was fucking with my guitar, man. <laughs>
0: I'm like, okay, Jerry. <laughs> well, old Dave, I'll let you in on a little bit of a secret that you might be able to take and really make you smile to heart as well. So every time that championship game is brought up here in Wisconsin – people still get very, very, very angry about it.
2: Oh, I, I get it. So I
0: bring it up all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, one, one of my best friends was the punter of the Seahawks at the time, John Ryan, and he, on a fake field goal in that game, he threw a touchdown pass. So <laughs> af- afterwards, uh, uh, the na- that night, you know, that we were celebrating and going to the Super Bowl, and so I go over to John's house, and it, He's got champagne flowing and it's going on. And it's like three in the morning and I see this football just comes firing at me and I catch it and I'm like, "Whoa, that's the ball. And I go, what ball? And he goes, the ball. I threw the touchdown pass. (laughs) with." I was like, oh man, how cool is
3: this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my. Uh, Um, Excellent.
2: That have been the,
0: for everyone listening, that would have been the 2014 NFC title game when, uh, the Seahawks take the field goal and John Ryan threw it. I think that was their first touchdown of the game. The second. I don't really remember exactly what it was. but And the Seahawks won that game. So the Packer fans here in Milwaukee are all my friends that are listening to this. <laughs>
2: <Dang>. <laughs> so the freeze of you, you, you look handsome and nice. I don't know what's happening to me. You get, you get a free frame and you just uh, look like, you know. A million bucks. Yeah, the hell.
0: And, the, and I get a freeze <laughs> frame and you guys just like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I got I got another nice little promo in there, and also a shot at my Packer fan friends. So <laughs> good. So, so I think you'll be happy well, about that. It might day. be their year. Um, I kind of yeah. hope not, Do the fact that I don't want to have to hear it from everybody. Oh, <laughs> well, I get that too. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. Honestly, when it comes to that, we'll see what happens. Though, given the fact that like, in the AFC, like with Buffalo and the Chiefs, it's gonna be real tough to get past one of those two.
2: Oh, I think it's the AFC's year. I we'll think see, you're right. We'll, we'll
0: see what we'll see what happens. However, the one thing that the Packers don't have is a band member who has built thirty two guitars for Prince. And well, looks like we've had the free stream again, but this time, hey, look at them. They look a lot more presentable than the last time. Well, I'm probably just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, so let's see what else can we plug for these guys. Oh, yeah, when it comes to finding them online, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm going to have that on there for you as well in the descriptions. So you guys can check that out. As I said, that time on the freeze frame, you guys actually looked pretty good. Okay, very good. Uh, I feel better. <laughs> and, then, and then just did the plug for your socials as well. So instead of doing all the plugs at the end, I'm actually kind of sprinkling them in there now with the freeze frame. So this is actually kind of awesome. Yeah, you're yeah. A professional. And way to go. <laughs> just go with the flow. That's all it that is that's it when it's live you go yeah when it's live you just gotta work with it it's just yeah anything can happen at any given point and you gotta you gotta just work with it you can't just be like oh my god this isn't working what the heck is going on it's like um shit i'm trying to think of it it's like being up on stage and all of a sudden a mic doesn't work you gotta improvise that's what i
2: was gonna go with right. it's more likely that martin's guitar is out of tune <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you just, gotta,
3: to
2: do this? You just, you just gotta tune it on the fly yeah, he yeah. Both him and Andy have great ears, so it, it gets fixed fairly quickly. But it cracks me up every time. I'm like, all right, we're tuning up at high volume here. <laughs> it's like already, nee, 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 nee. ah,
1: shoot!
0: Can you guys get it right next don't time? I like that song. No. <laughs> I
1: always introduce it. I say, all right, well, the next song's the tuning song, and I <laughs> I make them hear it too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He'll put lyrics to it shortly.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then again, the key to that is the fact that you understand that that's gonna happen at some points and you just roll with it. That's gonna be something that really sets you apart in a live setting over every other band. Cause I still remember again, I gotta throw back to I think it's 2013 or 2014, Summerfest here in Milwaukee. My best friend and I we're just we're just hopping around going to see a couple of different uh artists. There were no artists of like the hard rock, heavy metal, punk rock, middle core sense that were playing that night. It was who wow. he wanted to go see. So I'm like, okay, I wanna go. They went to go see Modest Yahoo and there were some technical issues and him and I left her after about 25 minutes because all that was happening was just Modest Yahoo up on stage, just constantly complaining about everything that was going on and it just creating this negative experience for yeah. the fans. And my, my thought process was who the heck wants to stay around there when all you're going to be doing is yelling at the sound guys. And I mean, they, they there's something probably happened stuff happens when you're, when you're in a live setting, you just got to roll with it. You got to see what happens. And yeah. then we went to see somebody else who I don't even remember what her name was, but it was, I don't know, some, it had some weird like hippie vibe to it that totally fits my best friend. So him and I were having a blast out of the arcs. I'm like, okay, we're just going to lean right into this bad boy. But it was <laughs> something where we walked away from her like, you know, I thought, you know what, I'd actually go and see this up this artist. I forgot who she was with my buddy gang because we actually enjoyed it. Would I ever go and see Modest Yahoo again? Probably not because I know how he acts when things don't go perfectly.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, and uh, we we discussed that those are the moments that you remember. You yeah. never remember when it all goes perfectly, but when you overcome some monumental uh, electronic foul up or big time, or or the fire alarm goes off mm-hmm. in the middle of the show, uh, Oh, we were just getting to the heavy part of the set. Now everyone's standing in the street watching firemen go into the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then they're like, "All right, everyone back in. You guys are back on." Yeah. oh okay <laughs>
0: all right, we get, it's like all right we gotta amp this crowd right back up again because they were just outside in the cold during a fire alarm already right, let's go and do this again yeah
2: uh, when, but- when i played punk rock that we like to go on first because the fire marshal shut down the show about half the time so oh. if you played first you were likely to get your set in <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was, was going to say there. That is definitely something that does speak to that you said, Dave, which is just when those everything goes perfectly. Even as fans, you don't really remember. You remember the time when things either go crazy, either are insane, or things just don't go how they're planned. And anyway, by that, no, it's no, like no, no. I still remember shows where people all of a sudden are going to jump into the car. I remember the shows that are absolutely ridiculous. So if you put on a perfect quality show that's that's like absolute one hundred percent to perfection. I'm going to remember that because of how much I enjoyed myself during it. However, when I talk about certain stories with shows, I'm always talking about how I got hurt. I'm talking about when the band jumps into the crowd Mm -hmm. and things might not go right. How when someone gets hit in the mosh pit or one of my favorites was, again, I go back to Summerfest. This is 2019. I was seeing August Burns Red. And in front of the stage, they have all these metal benches for people to like to sit on. But then everyone stands on them. But of course, if you're going to get any sort of hard rock, heavy metal, punk rock, whatever it might be, people are going to want a mosh. And there is no room to. So everyone was getting mad to the point where, we're like, okay, what the we are we supposed to do? August Burns Red was pulling a lot of energy up on stage, so people on the other side of the stage, because there's a barrier in the middle, they just thought, let's pick up the benches, let's flip yeah, them over, and say, now they are passing the benches, yeah. Yeah, and now, yeah. And now, there's room, and all of a sudden, we on our side, we're like, shit, we're gonna do this too. So we did it as well. They mm-hmm. had like maybe six security guards like standing around the stage for that show. All of a sudden, you see this influx of people come in to try and get these benches on. They're like, it's a hazard, it's a hazard. I even told one of the security guards, I'm like, no, it's a hazard if you let them down because we're not going to stop doing this, right. but we're going to have benches over the fact where people are going to end up falling over. I'm like, I almost tore my ACL seven times in that one show because people me. <laughs> I kept falling backwards. My knee kept getting ca- caught. Yes. How I didn't bust my knee during that show is preposterous. However, I'm like, if you leave the benches up, now we have a dedicated space to the point where people are, if people are gonna be hitting each other, yeah, it's gonna happen. People are gonna fall on the concrete, yeah, it's gonna happen. But there are under, unre- are like undisclosed rules where if people fall down, there's gonna be like, if one person knocks somebody down, there's like ten people there picking this person back up. If up, someone's, yeah. if someone's hurt, we're gonna form a little bubble around them so that we know if they can get up or not. And if they can't, then we're gonna go get them help. If they can't get up, we're gonna help them up. We're gonna get them going again. That's just the way it is. And it looks like we got down to the um, point where can't really see the frozen side again. At least, uh, at least, at least Martin looks good on this one. Dave kind of looked at me like, eh. but also when it comes to find them uh, on YouTube, I'll include their link to their YouTube page as well, so that you can listen to them there and check out any videos that they have coming up. Again, back to the promo during the freeze frame. Woo! <laughs> we like that one. We heard you. <laughs> but ba- yeah, basically what we were going off on again was just the fact that. When things go wrong or when things just go not according to plan, those are the things that the, that people remember, especially in a live setting. And if you can turn them and turn them into a positive, that's going to do so much more for your band than anything else is going to do, because it's going to have the fans have this positive memory of your band, not only in a live setting, but when they talk about crazy stories and they think about their favorite shows, that's the moments that's, that's going to stick out to them. It's going to be the moments where things didn't go right, but then you made them go right.
3: Hmm.
1: Oh, man, I've had some pretty bad train wrecks, too, where things just didn't go right at all, man, I mean, you know, uh, everybody, you know, we, we show up to an all-ages venue to, to go play for a, a Halloween thing, and, you know, I look over at my, one of my, ba- and this is a previous band, I look at my other, one of my, ba- my bandmates, and then, uh, Wearing C3 lingerie in front of a little kid, you know. There's kids. kids
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I was there.
1: Isn't, <laughs> this isn't what I had imagined. I'm wearing a Spider Man freaking costume, and my bass player was wearing very, very provocative lingerie. And there's this mom
0: sitting there shaking her newborn, going,
1: Oh my God, I swear it was priceless. I'll never forget her face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ever. See, at that point, what you probably needed to do at that given moment was if you had any sort of intro music come out on stage to, so it should have been time warp so you could really get that Rocky Horror. <laughs> show vibe going.
2: <laughs> That was the outfit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Big
0: time. <laughs> see see again and the if I'll say imagine if you would have done something like that. It's even the mom that would have been holding it may have been freaked out. By, if she would have done that, she would have remembered that as just like, okay, I was freaked out by it. Then I saw them come out to that and it was just hilarious because I yeah.
1: See, then I was still pretty new and so I didn't know like I was very impressed. Like you know, literally I was a perfectionist, right? Like, but but I didn't let the crowd know that. I would just like crumble inside my face would turn big red and I'm like, "What a train wreck. (laughs) 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 The worst part was when I picked up my guitar at that show and, and uh, I had let the guitar player from the band before me play it and he put it into some crazy tuning, right? It was like a a, a D, D sharp, G sharp, G sharp, B sharp. E sharp. I'm not kidding. Well, if you guys are guitar players, you know it's crazy. And so, and but I didn't play. I had. To, I didn't have to play that guitar until like halfway through the song, right? After
2: through the set, halfway yeah. through, he picks
1: it up, <laughs> and and so, and, and so I've got my bass players playing his bass line. So you know, boom, boom, you know, and it's just this cool thing. But even he, he like had the. He accidentally put this crazy delay on it, right? That wasn't supposed to be there way slower now (laughs) and i was just like wow those training wrecks getting worse and then uh, then i went to play my guitar and it was in like some crazy tuning and it just sounded so bad i can't explain how bad and like i had my friend chris wilcox i just did a podcast with him yesterday uh he was sitting in in front of the stage he was expecting this great show and i just remember seeing the look of horror oh my, <laughs> oh my god i'm seeing a train wreck right now so yeah
2: that that place uh it was a it was a pizza joint that had a great oh,
3: man.
2: uh great stage great place to play but they would give you uh two free pizzas when so you played man. there and but I uh, we played there and made the mistake of eating the pizzas first. <laughs> so we go out there. I was like, I really want to take a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're on, go. <laughs> yeah, you're on, go. Uh-huh.
0: No, thanks. I'm just gonna lie down right
1: here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> but that that was one of the many casualty venues here in the pandemic. That one that one's gone. That
1: one hit hard too for uh, uh, for in in my opinion in the the pierce county uh which like tacoma five uh it was the best venue like the best stage the coolest uh the coolest staff yeah and uh, uh, louis g's,
2: g's yeah louis, louis g's, g's and the sound man uh chris peterson he was he was the best sound man and he had his stage dialed in you'd literally go up there and everything even out of it's the awesome monitors so, it yeah. still sounded good and uh yeah we're gonna miss that place along with you know, I, almost every week, there's I'm hearing about another place where we were either scheduled to play or played that is gone. So, I, I'm really interested to see what happens when we get into the roaring 20s here. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I will say here, we're seeing the same thing, too, where it seems like every couple of weeks or something, especially here in it's like, okay, here's one venue that had a sage that doing live music, or even like stand-up comedy, for that matter, right. is going down because... The owner as like the owners had to shut down because of the pandemic or there's been a couple of times where it's like the, the like the place we're doing. OK, somehow. However, just the landlord decided just like, oh, yeah, we're not going to let you renew your lease. And it's right. just, OK. Now these venues can become something completely different. And well, don't get me wrong. It could be something that gets even better. The biggest issue could be, hey, you know, we could lose out these venues forever. And now with that freeze frame, please support your local venues, everybody. We want to make sure that these venues stay afloat. I know with Save Our Stages, they were doing a great thing with that, but keep to support them. Heck, even with that Barstool, like small business fund, let's even get some of those small venues on that small business fund from Barstool to really yeah. get them back going up again. Cause small venues, that's where all these artists were found. That's where all of them were getting going. So again, taking the promo during the freeze frame. Oh yeah, for Save Our Stages. Cause right now for, for me, from my perspective, especially here in Milwaukee, there are really two venues that have like the real near and dear place in my heart. One's called X-Ray Arcade, where it's a smaller venue, but it has a lot more of these, he- like, especially heavier acts like Punk. Yeah, rock, I've heavy heard vino. of that place, yeah. So it's like, and that one is still going okay. But, of course, the big one here is the Rave, and they're trying to still make money any way they can by selling, like, signed posters from different concerts they've had over the past 30 years. They had these two giant tapestries hanging above two of the stairwells. One had all the dates that Mance ever performed there with, like, it was, I mean, this thing was huge. And they had another one with Jack White and they auctioned each of them off, and I think each of them fetched like $3,000. Oh, so, that's
2: fantastic. Th- mm-hmm. So they're trying
0: to do as much as they can. I mean, even I end up getting one of their posters. I think, so we pulled a can. Yeah, right there. Sign Rise oh, Against yeah. poster. Cool. <laughs> that's a good one, too. <laughs> And That was one where I I put in a bid, I completely forgot about it. And then three days later, I'm like, oh, shoot, I should have checked that. I checked my email. Hey, you won, but you didn't pay yet. Five (laughs) days later, it's just like, hey, we're shipping it out to you. It was the money. (laughs) Yeah. But basically where it's just coming from that is it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because with the pandemic just continuing going on, yes, the vaccine is out there. However, in certain places in the country, especially here in Wisconsin, the rollout is incredibly slow right now. So... We all want to get back to live music due to the fact that, like we were talking about earlier, it's a family vibe. It's something that we live for. It's something that we really enjoy going to. It's something that when we go there, nothing else matters except for the fact that there is a band on stage that everyone in the crowd wants to listen to, that we all like, that we all have a positive connection with between us and the band, the band, the fans. And it's just a whole family vibe. And especially during tumultuous times that we're going through right now, what's needed more than live music? Because it's a time for people to come together and just enjoy being together without right. any preconceived notion except for the fact that we're all here to enjoy music one way or another whether you're going to enjoy it the one way or whether i'm going to enjoy it one way and like connect with it a certain way all that matters is we're connecting with it and for the positive and that's going to make us be
2: friends for the whole entire night mm-hmm. completely agree it's, what do you think is going to happen next when when it comes back do you think there'll be new venues do you think there'll be uh the other ones resurgent of the old ones How do you think it's going to come
0: out? Ooh, I love the questions. I've actually spoke about this a little bit and thought about this a lot. So at first, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a major supply and demand issue in terms of shows, because, and this is going to go with the supply of stages versus the overall demand of bands, because everyone's been on the shelf for about over a year at this point. So every band that's possibly going to be out there is going to want to go out and tour and want to go out and play live. That's what's going to happen. So overall demand is going to increase. However, stages are being or live music venues and stages are being shut down because they're not being financially viable during the pandemic and yes the, even during the last stimulus package yeah the government finally put in for the Save Our Stage Act which is 15 yeah. billion for live music venues However, this should have been done back in April, not in December, yeah. which I have yeah. gone on a rant about before and it's on our IGTV channel as well. So if you got to check that out, the rant yeah. is all there. <laughs> I like but, it. <laughs> and I did a whole video on it too, for my 2021 preview, like the, what can we expect? And it's just the biggest issue is going to be, is there's gonna be a lot of those bigger bands that have a lot more pull that are gonna be able to go and play at a bunch of these stages, even if they're smaller, because the stages are going to have the limited amount of time it's, not the fact that bands are going to be competing with each other just because, oh, we're better than you. It's just bands are going to be competing for that stage time because everyone wants it. So who's going to be able to get it? However, over, in, over time, we'll give it like a year or so after live music returns. I think we're going to see things start to come back to normal. I think we're going to start seeing those stages pop up again. And even other venues as well as seeing, or even other places as well that have potential for live music are going to building stages into building something like this so that they can cash in on it. So At first, it's going to be great when it comes back. However, the competition just to get on that stage is going to be tough through the fact that everyone wants to get on at the exact same time. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. However, I think, again, from a fan fan standpoint, it's going to be great to see all these bands coming in. However, getting tickets as well, because everyone wants to go out and see these bands, is going to be tough or the ticket prices are going to increase. We're going to definitely be in for an adjustment period for the first year, year and a half, maybe. However, if we can all just get back to the point where we're having live music being performed, we're getting people on stage. If we can get back to that, then that adjustment period can start. Because right now we're just sitting and waiting.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, one thing that I I worry about is historic stages going away and never coming back during this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seattle had only a few left and they're all being threatened right now that it's right now our city is going through massive development so everyone if your club is one level on a block they they want to take that block and put something high rise on it and uh one venue that i love here is called the off-ramp or el corazon now but it was the off-ramp for years and you know everyone from hendrix played there i saw uh, pearl jam's first show there with allison chains opening um just a great small like 800 pack 800 people in there type venue still has poles in the middle of the stage. You know, that's how old it is. The, uh, the green room's a a coat closet. So, uh, you know, I love that venue. And And it looks like we got that quick
0: freeze frame, but yeah, I'm going to keep plugging the support your local venues thing, man, because Holy crap, we really need to keep these venues supported. We want to make sure that live music comes back. And when it comes back that all these bands have a chance to get on stage. So whatever you can do, to support your live music venues, please do. I know here in Milwaukee at the Rams, they're trying to sell T-shirts and everything for bring back live music. So if you whatever you can do to support your live stages right now, please do. That's again the plug during the the pause. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I yeah, I think those T-shirt sales. I mean, people scoff at it, but thirty bucks here and there. That's you know that's a pretty big profit. That's twenty five buck profit on those shirts. So uh, that that money helps. So and you get cool shirts. I've got a bunch that I was like, you know, taverns, are they're selling that shirt to save their stage. And I'm like, shit, next time I play Tim's Tavern, man, I got one of their shirts now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, it's it's really worthwhile to deepen the small donations because they add up fast. Yeah, because even like with, I'll bring up the
0: rave as well over Halloween because the venue is supposedly haunted. They did this thing where it's like, okay, you know, we're going to let people in. We're going to sell tickets. I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks a piece depending upon what day you went. And you could go explore the whole entire venue. All the lights are turned off. All you have is a flashlight and go nuts.
2: That is awesome. Because if you've ever been in a venue with the lights off and to, well, just holding your lighter up or a flashlight, it's scary to begin with.
0: Oh, once I saw that, once I saw it was available, um, I texted my friends. I'm like, hey, we should go to this. And she just said. All right, here's the days I can go and do this. What, what, just pick, just pick whatever day works for you. And I'm like, okay, we're going the day before Halloween. Let's do this. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome because they got a, because it was an old Eagles club, so it was like an old like social health club. They have yeah. a, the their main stage is a ballroom, so you still have that. It is a historic building, even though the venue has only been a music venue for about thirty years. But they have this old pool that a kid died in back. I Don't remember what year it was. But I walk, but like I kept trying to find the pool area the whole entire time. I'm like I want to find this pool so damn bad because I know it's here somewhere. And, <laughs> and I'm walking down this hall. I'm like, okay, let's just go open this door. And all of a sudden, there I am in the pool. It's like. Yes. Yeah. and I've, and all the bands that have ever played there they've all signed the like the like the where the pool is either they've signed it in the pool along the wall and everything there's a big one that just says mac miller is dead and he wrote that up there the last time he performed there so i'm like holy crap and of course, there's me the whole entire time with a flashlight, not looking at all like the cool ones. I'm trying to find signatures from shows that I had been to. Right. The whole time. <laughs> and I'm looking, they're all like, some of them are really small, some are really big. Like I can't find one. Also, I'm finding my way up to the exit because there's an exit way up top that gets me out a little bit into a, basically right back to the beginning a lot easier. I'm like, dang, I really want to find this, like one that I was at. All of a sudden, my friend, she says, hey, I found one. I turn around big giant ice nine kills one right above the pool balcony. You and I had about that. and I had my shirt on that I bought at that show. So I'm like, yep, get a picture of this one. <laughs> <laughs> what a great night. Was it awesome. was, but when it comes down to it, really please for everyone that's listening to this. So many stages right now are being threatened or are in dire need of our help so that when live music does come back, the live music that we absolutely love, that we want to see and that we want to hear and that these bands want to get up and play for us, these venues are in danger right now or in dire straits of potentially closing. So if there is any sort of way that you can help them out, whether it's if they're selling t-shirts to try and get more for them, just to help them get more funds, please, please, please. Go get one. And then when live shows return and they're able to start having live shows, first show you go to, wear that t-shirt because you never know, you might get a big thank you. They might give you some free tickets for another show. Hell, you might be like crowd surfing. Everyone's going to be like, that guy is the guy. You want to be that guy. (laughs) So whatever you can do to support them, please do because they have meant so much to us in the past, whether you performed on them, whether you've just seen a show there or whether you love live music and you want to make sure that that experience is had once again, not only for future generations, but also for yourself following the pandemic, please, please, please support your live stages. Please support your live venues. And also please support MTR project, wherever you might be. I know during the promos, like between little like, uh, freeze frames, I did plug all their stuff as well. However, again, when it comes to finding them on social media, finding them on YouTube, wherever you can find them and stream their music. I'm going to have everything in the description for you in the podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google play iHeartRadio, YouTube, everything's going to be there. So when it comes to finding MTR project, getting into them, and also just becoming a fan of them, I'm not going to let you forget it. I'm not going to make it hard on you. I'm going to make it as convenient as possible. So, yeah, go follow them. Go listen to them. Go stream them right after we're done here. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank, Thank you, Kevin. you, Kevin. Well, th- thanks for being on guys, cause we're right about that hour and a half time, so I wanted just to kind of wrap it there. However, talking about the music, talking about kind uh, talking Martin, what you went through and also going through some other things with music, hearing you play live on the podcast, the first member had someone play live on the podcast, absolutely extraordinary. I absolutely love the way that that song felt, especially hearing how the acoustic guitar really brings out the emotion, especially in your voice to amplify it. keep it exactly the that way it is. However, again, you're talking to some guy who's doing a podcast, having I would say interview you guys, having a conversation with you guys. So you can always take that with a grain of salt as is. But in my opinion, I think you're on the right track with that song. Well, that means
1: a lot to me, Kevin, because uh, I've also heard you you uh give a not so so uh, uh favorable opinion of uh other other musicians and bands. And so for for you to give me a favorable <laughs> one, I I it, I receive it that much more.
0: We like it when people tell it like it is too. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. And I, I love it the I, same way as well.
1: I think that, I think you're right. We're going to keep it very similar to what, what I played here. We what we we went in last night. And we're...
0: Uh-oh, the freeze frame happened again, but yeah. So we did the live venues pro- plug. We did the promo plug for the band. We did multiple of those. We did some of them for me, but uh, yeah, corporate question podcast, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or onto the MSOD Rocks YouTube page. Or if you're going to find core progression podcasts on audio just find Spotify, podcast google play iHeartRadio. radio again quick little plug for the what hopefully is the last freeze frame
2: yeah oh yeah the uh the new stuff we're we're actually going to try and record in andy's uh workshop is in the lower uh floor of his house is where he the hatred guitars is made they're all made there and so uh he put a drum set in there and it sounded incredible so we're gonna we're gonna do a, some somewhat of a mobile recording for this next one, and uh, mm-hmm. it should be interesting. It'll be a lot of us, a lot of flavor from who we are. That I think that's all we that's what we have to
0: hope for, and that's what would be the best thing possible. Is just put as much of yourself in the music as you can, because that's what's gonna
2: create the greatest sound. That's what we're thinking too, and we we've noticed the vibe that we have together. Um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but the first time we started playing together, we we all looked at each other and said, yeah, dude, this is good. Yeah. Um, so
0: we're, we're just trying to continue that. Never lose that vibe. Never lose that feel and keep playing the music that you are and keep writing the music that you want to write because it has a lot of substance behind it. It has a lot of emotion behind it. It has the feeling that you need to evoke in order for people to really understand more, especially on the EP, what you went through and even relate to themselves in order to find a way to. In a, sense, in, in a sense i gotta pull out what the ghost side said triumph over tragedy and then hit with a massive breakdown just go nah, 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 just yeah right in my mind at least i listen to that song like once usually every day oh. when i'm in the gym <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to have yeah <laughs> oh god yeah so as we close this out uh martin and dave do you have any final words you would like to say i'd like to give you guys the last uh, last chance to say anything before i close this out and also then ramble on in a intro and outro kind of style.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much, Brian, Paul, and uh, Maverick Apparel for uh, uh, bringing this connection and and, uh, 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 introducing us with Kevin. This is, uh, uh, if you guys have not seen any of Maverick Apparel's clothing, I do suggest checking it out. They have a website, they've got social media, uh, Facebook, and they're, they're everywhere. And they actually just released a few uh, new shirts. Uh, I think that probably my favorite one is the—it's like a samurai-looking deal. But yeah, very cool stuff. And uh, yeah, super grateful for that. Um, also, uh, we we uh, 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 look forward to uh, uh, getting getting out there and playing for people, man, as soon as possible. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's be good to each other and make it so that it is possible, though. That's 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 the key. Is work together. We is greater than me. That's one of the things that we push so much is that we together can accomplish a lot more than what I can do alone.
2: Exactly. And yeah, I want to thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you having us on. This has been a blast. I felt like I had, we just had a third guy in the living room the whole time. This is fantastic. That's always how I want it to be. And every time I hear someone
0: say that I'm absolutely thrilled. So Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Martin, I think you said it best. The we is greater than the me so that what we can do in order to make sure that bands get back playing live and we can all enjoy live music again, let's make that happen. When it comes to Maverick Apparel, I'll include the link in the description as well so everyone can check out those shirts. And as we close this out, Martin and Dave, I never like to end with a goodbye due to the fact that that seems like, okay, that's the last time we're going to see each other talk to each other. That's it. Now, screw that. I would love to have right. you guys back in the podcast. and would love to see you guys again. play live. So in all good conscience, I cannot end this podcast with a goodbye. I have to end it with what I always end it with. See you later.
2: All right. Rock on. Thank you. Rock on, you guys.
0: Later, Kim. Whoa, well, 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 folks! have an interview with David Martin from the band MTR Project out of Seattle, Washington, and that one was, again, this is the best way to describe it. I love having these podcasts where it sounds like we're all a bunch of guys or girls just talking in a living room together, just having a blast, even though this is our first time ever talking. I absolutely love it, and I love the fact you guys get to know these bands on a completely different level. Also, the fact that Martin played live for us. The first thing that's ever happened on this podcast, I'm absolutely thrilled and blown away by it. And that will make you want to listen to more of their music. So again, when it comes to finding them online, wherever you can stream them, um, all the links will be in the description of the podcast, YouTube, Spotify, podcast, Google play, I Heart radio. So you can just have a one-stop shop and find them from there. And on that note, that's gonna be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching, listening to the core progression podcast, but the MSOTD rocks for rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin.
2: And you guys know how I end
0: every single one of the the big, healthy, and hearty See ya. Yeah